Welcome back. We Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Value Nation presented by Nationwide Property and Appraisal Services, LLC. Uh, Michael Schwartz here with Charlie. What's going on, man? What's up, bro? Good to see you again. Glad to be back. Let's get into it. I think that um, the one big piece that people, they either, they want to talk about and they just kind of, they keep it in the back of their mind is that, you know, appraisal is probably the, it's the make or break. It's the biggest piece of the whole process for, yeah. for you know, especially in the purchase market, right? Yeah, for a lot of people, especially the refi. I mean. Which, which right now, I mean, they're, those are non-existent. But that's why you see, like you mentioned, yeah, locks I mean, are big right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, yeah. The lock market, I feel like, is booming. We're in that part of the market right now where it's you know everything's up and down, up and down. We're we're in a down. We're down right now, but it's it'll be back around, no doubt. And I feel like um, we're in that we're in that natural uh, downslide for the industry in general. Um, for people who aren't aware, usually, historically, typically, the craziest time in the appraisal business, especially, is what from the months of maybe March starts to ramp up. April really gets going. May really gets rolling, and then summertime's nuts. And this is about the time school's starting up for everybody. So this is kind of the natural time when the purchase season kind of slows down a little bit, which is crazy if you think about it. How much the purchase season coincides with nice weather, even though you know some parts of the country have nice weather year round, and right. then also kids going to school. Right. So, you know, it's it's pretty rare, I would think, for a family with kids to put their house up for sale and move to a different school district, state, city, what have you, while their children are in school. Unless, obviously, there's situations where a new job happens, divorce, hopefully not for anybody out there, but, you know, divorce happens and things like that. But it's not, hey, we've really been looking for a house and so we're going to move. Although it does happen, but it's just not as common. People really go gung-ho yeah. for it during the <clears throat> warm months of the year. No, you're right. You're right. And like around me in the in the D.C. area and Northern Virginia, a lot of people obviously work for the government or government oh, contractors, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, so huge transient kind of area. So believe it or not, like there's a there's sections of around me where, yes, late summer, midsummer, uh, purchase market slamming. Everybody wants to get to a certain school district. Um, they want to make sure they're all settled in, ready to go. Um, but it's not uncommon around here, anyways, that you know, middle of school year, one of those parents that works for XYZ government company, they're getting restationed or, you know, repositioned into a new new area and they got to go to Europe. They got to go to the other side of the country. And it's rough. Like I've seen a lot of kids um, that are friends with like my daughter that have had to leave one move to London, England. Um, and hey, you think it was, uh, it was a struggle. You think, you think Nationwide's looking for some relocation in Europe? Hey, I was. Let's I was go. Let's tackle Puerto Rico. We need a Puerto Rico office. You know, I went. I went to Puerto Rico. Um, I think it was February. I went to Puerto Rico. I love it down there. It's great. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, awesome. pretty, it was a pretty cool trip because, uh, you know, because I, I spent a lot of time over in the U.S. Virgin Islands. But then wanted a little change of pace. So, you know, 60 miles, I think it is, from like St. Thomas to Puerto Rico. It's like 60 or 70 miles. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, 
it was it was a cool trip, man. We did we did San Juan and did pretty much that north side of the island. So, but got there and went straight to the rainforest. So you know that that oh, is cool. the one rainforest protected rainforest that is in the United States. There's not I mean because if you think about it, on a continental United States, it's not a single rainforest. Right. But Puerto Rico actually does have the rainforest. I'm going to butcher the name, but it's, I believe because I, I, I did not take Spanish. It's like El Yunca. El Yonke. It's either El Yonca or El Yonke, but um, it was pretty cool. We stayed in the Airbnb right outside the, the rainforest. Um, it's kind of, it's a national park. So they have like a dedicated entrance. You can drive in and then, you know, trails and stuff you could walk. And then also we did kind of uh, like the hardcore one where you find this trailhead and this is outside the park. You find the trailhead park on the side of the road and just start going. And it was, it's about three miles up to the top and it's the, it was called El Toro. I believe it's the highest peak in that rainforest and like the highest peak on San Juan. Okay. Yeah. The, so the beginning of the trail, you're like, okay, a little bit of mud. This isn't bad. Like we could do this easy peasy. I got my walking stick, which I broke halfway up. Oh, um, no. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, no, it was because shortly after that, it started getting muddier and muddier and muddier. Like this trail is basically, you know, the washout from the top. Oh, okay. Like, okay. That's what that's what you're walking up, and there are parts of this where you're knee deep in mud, and there's no escape. You have nowhere else to go. Like you could try your hardest, like to use the you know, because it's so overgrown. You're trying like to hang on to like vines and plants and stuff, and like keeping your feet right. off the side, like going around all the mud. No, you just got to embrace it. Like we got to the top decently clean, but then on the way back, you're like, we have three miles. That took. Forget how long it took to get up. It was like two and a half, three hours. Man, you just got a running start and just slid. And, oh, oh I, I fell so many times. It was so much <laughs> mud, just so much mud. You should have seen my shoes. Like we, we got back and like the place we were staying that had this little little river going by. I was like crouched down, cleaning out our shoes in a river for like an hour, probably. And, like still mud coming out. You would put your shoes back on and your socks would brown. I'm, I'm willing to bet you're not the first person to try to do that. So no, sure no. You, you probably didn't get very many, uh, you know, weird looks. Right. Nah, but anyways, San Juan, San Juan was a good time too, man. Like, so, it's cool. It's so cool that's time. our pitch. Like we should definitely pitch an office down there. Maybe we could do an episode from down there. Just saying. I, I, I like that. I, I like the background, you know, of, of this, the sea behind us, the Caribbean. I mean, then we're not using some stock background with a palm tree. We're yeah, absolutely I mean, there. We got my neighbor's house over here. With Even some, though, those solar panels? Oh, uh, every, solar panels. No, everybody thinks they're solar. They are really? not. Um, it's actually, it's, it's like a hot water heater type replacement. There are pipes running through all those and it cool. heats up the water that's in the pipes. Yeah, I, I thought it was solar forever, but you could see the pipes. It's, it's not. Because solar. solar panels would have been a nice segue to uh, Ex- it to appraisal. To appraisal. E- even but that yeah. though, I mean. So, that, so, I mean, it might be, it looks like an eyesore. That, that's yeah. a really good example to a point I could maybe bring up later um, as far as, you know, I, I got, I got this done to my house. Why did the appraiser like these things cost forty thousand yeah, yeah, dollars? How come, how come well, that isn't how come that isn't represented on my appraisal? Well, let's 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 dive in on that then. Uh-huh. I think that's uh, I think we can we can definitely start in that is it, arena. Is that our so, first good segue right there? Look at I, that's it's just it's just a natural flow. See, <laughs> you just you talk enough and things just start flowing correctly. So yeah, everybody. Um, Yes, you brought up a good point of someone spends X amount of dollars to do an upgrade on their home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's interior, exterior, or you know something about like a solar panel, for instance. Uh, that's that's a big expense. 
because you're you know when when it comes to the whole computer and the wiring and everything they want to do, and that's a whole nother can of worms too. Just solar yeah. panels and so. And and so that's a that's almost like a specialty, right? If you will, for for an appraiser to have, like they have to understand green green properties and such. Um, that being said, everybody assumes that it's a dollar for dollar kind of increase in value, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to something like that. And um, with solar too, you also have to think about the fact of lease versus own. That's a that's another big factor. Because a, right. a ton of lease, a ton of solar's hooked up to where you're what, like on a 15 year plan, 20 year plan to pay it off. So technically you're leasing it. So technically you don't own it. So if you sell the house, next people don't want it. They come back and take their solar back. So right. it's, um, so it's the argument. Can you even justify giving it value? Like it's part of the house whenever you don't own it, when it can be taken away. What if you stop paying on it? No, that's a good point. That is a good point. I'm just, I'm curious. Like I really want to, uh, we've talked about getting the, uh, the Tesla tiles mm-hmm. for the roof on the house. And because uh, those things, it's it's not some giant, you know, solar panel. It looks like a regular roof tile, and you only need X percent of your roof to be covered in them, which is great because they're also crazy expensive. Uh, um, yes. And you know, you, they limit areas limit like where they're allowed to be put in. Uh, HOAs get involved, and I mean, ultimately, yeah, you want to own it because. You know, you plan to stay there, but I think, like we've already mentioned, like there's, there's no guarantee you're going to be stuck. You're going to be in that home for the rest of your time, the rest of your days, right? So yeah. those things, I mean, those things all come into play when an appraiser goes out and they're doing their research and they're looking at your property versus others that that may or may not have those those little extras, those little add-ons. So I think that a good a good combo to have would be let's let's talk about some how to get how to get your home ready for an appraisal right i think that's when you know they're about talk about things that um misconceptions people things that people don't under quite understand about the process they understand some stranger's going to come around take some pictures and then and then oh, it's, out it's, after 20 minutes it's so funny like talking about this yeah like what to do like I've, I've gone through the process i've done a lot of the hard stuff and now i get a call for an appraiser trying to schedule inspection what to do next what does that mean what what well, do i res- expect respond is, is step number one yeah yes text, respond respond text quickly. the guy back yes text him back email him back call him back because i'll tell you what it is a little introduction to what we do you know because we are an appraisal management company um we are representing uh, the appraiser to the lending company. We're representing the lending company to the appraiser. And we've already worked maybe for a day, two days, three days to get that an appraiser to accept that assignment. Say, yes, I'm going to accept this file. I'm going to appraise this house. You know, we've come to an agreement on a certain due date. So then when the appraiser reaches out to you, if you don't respond back to that appraiser for a couple of days, we're hearing from our clients who are the lenders saying, hey, why isn't this scheduled yet? We've had this order for a while. Um, Realtors are probably involved asking the same question, bugging the lender who in turn is bugging us. So then we're bugging the appraiser and the appraiser's like, hey, man, I've already reached out. I've left two messages. Return their phone call. Return. That's all. That's all they're asking. Yes. I understand not answering a number that you don't know. I'm bad about that. Oh, what's, yeah. what's your thoughts? So, so your cell phone rings and it shows a number 
And, you know, like now it shows what city it's coming from for the most part. Like I, I almost got the cities nailed down on what spam comes from. But, you know, but even if it's like Kansas City Mo and it's a number I don't know, I'm like, if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. Yeah, or they'll text you right yeah. right after. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I think there's been a, a shift in the uh, – and it's probably just our generation screwing up everything. But, Easy. like, even my wife's the same way. Phone rings. like it, if you call me, like I'm not talking to you on the phone. That's 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 her her thing. Obviously, me and you being in sales, we have to talk on the phone. See, I don't mind um, that either, though. I'm that I'm like that in my personal life, anyways. Though, like you can get so much more accomplished in a two minute phone call than you can ten minutes. Of yeah, absolutely. Text. But we always joke. We're like, if I actually call you, then something's very wrong. Like <laughs> I'm in trouble. I need you to answer the phone. Otherwise, Charlie, pick up now. The cars, oh, the cars in a ditch. I hit another curb. I flipped <laughs> my Jeep. It doesn't roll back over. This month, what's with the curbs? I swear. My thirty-five inch tires didn't roll over the curb appropriately. <laughs> oh, we get off the rails. But I, I hear you. Um, I'm, I'm the texting. Yeah, text, call a guy, email him. Um, a lot of times you will get in, from our company. You will receive an email um, with all the appraisers information saying, Hey, we are the AMC. Um, we do, we that. are, huh? we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Customer service. Sends out is, an email. It, is this, is this after they accept it? Yes. After, after, after the, the appraiser accepts it, then our customer service sends out an email saying we are the appraisal management company. <laughs> Ooh, trying here, man. I, 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 I tried covering up and everything. That's embarrassing. I tried to get it in one clear. But you gotta hit mute. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just. Is there a mute? Yeah, it's on your screen. I wonder what this does. Let me see here. Can there you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, gentlemen? This is this is Michael's first time on Zoom. Can you hear me now? Believe it or not, yes. So could you hear? Could you couldn't hear me when I turned the volume down on the mic? A little bit. What up? Uh, oh yeah, it actually does go out. All right, we could do this for hours. I'm like Ace Ventura here with the door. <laughs> double pane um, soundproof glass. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the classic. So, all right, let's give the people what they want. Let's let's give them. Let's say the business. All right, so you you've talked to you've spoken to the appraiser. appraiser. Yep, you're you're scheduled. You're in. You're on the book. Inspection is going to happen. What do I need to do with my house next? All right, so I would say. Um, First and foremost, you want to let's talk about cleaning up the cleaning up the place inside and out. Now, yeah. Now, I, I'm not saying like go go out and spend thousands of dollars on landscape or anything like that. But you know, if you got a fallen half fallen tree in your yard, you know, you need a little curb appeal. Let's let's because he's just going to take pictures. Let's, I, let's I, get yeah. that branch out of the way. I say we started off by by beating one thing out there and, and pounding it through this through this whole segment is safety concern. I think that's the biggest thing is if anything looks like it could be a safety concern, fix it, get it cleaned up. And the way I try to explain the safety concern is say a five-year-old managed to get away from their mom and dad, next door neighbor, right? Mom and dad are grilling, not paying attention. Five-year-old wanders next door to your property and is just wandering around. And so picture them getting close to anything that you think might be concerning. Is a five-year-old, is there a possibility of them finding a way to hurt themselves on that? 
your example, a fallen branch. Five-year-olds go see that, like, ooh, yeah. ladder to the tree. Let, let, me climb yeah, let me climb this. And all of a sudden, it's a broken branch. The weight of that body gets up on that branch. Boom, yeah. branch falls, child falls, injury, safety concern. Safety concern. It's a good, no, it's a great point. You know, if you're like most people, you know, you have your, your, own, your little schedule for, you know, cutting the grass and all those things. Um, sure, safety concern when it comes to exterior stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, on the same note of cleaning, uh, let's talk about the interior. You know, again, not saying, hey, go out and pay a maid to come clean, detail. No, not, no, not nothing like that. No, there, there's like that. no no getting up on a 12 foot ladder to, to dust the chandelier. Like, no, no just, let's not do that. You just you, you clean the place up. You don't want large messes. You don't want. You don't want, if you got animals, you don't want a ton of, you know, if like your animals have accidents in the house, you don't want any evidence of that around. Um, right, right. Piles um, of dirt in mudrooms. Piles of dirt, yeah. Food piled up on the counter, you know, typical yeah. things. Just, food stuck just... to the, food stuck to the cabinets, things like that. Um, because one of the big, uh, one of the big overall things the appraiser is going to be looking at, right, is quality and condition. Quality is, condition. is, how, is how the house is built. So, Cleaning it up isn't going to affect that. The condition, they're looking at the overall condition of the property. Um, and so it's going to be a cumulative type thing. Yes, on one part of the appraisal, they are going to rate the condition of different materials, different sections of the house, the walls, the floors, the roof. Um, but overall, your house is going to get an overall rating of what the condition of the home is. And so oh, more C1 through C6. Six. Six. Yeah. I've only seen, I've only seen one six. Now, right. one being the best, one being brand new construction. Yeah, C1, for all you guys at home. Yeah, C1 is going to be brand new construction, never lived in. Usually after that first tenant, it goes down to a C2 right away. C2, C1, right. yep. After the first year, six months, it's it's considered a C2 property. So if you fully update your home top to bottom, it's going to, it's going to be C2 um, just because it's not a completely rebuilt home. But um, so that that's majority a, end up in that's a that top two to three window. Yeah, yeah, or three to four. Or four. I mean, I see. Yeah, yeah. four is good. So if you see C five on your appraisal, C six for condition rating overall, it is that is not a lendable property. No, the loan is not going to get sold, right. um, and repairs are going to need to be made to make that purchase refi happen. Unless it is an as is appraisal for a renovation loan, then. That's a different story. But. That's a whole different ballgame. Ball I just love man, to get us on some tangents. Let's get you, back to business. Right? You, but you're right, though. You know, there's there are multiple kinds of appraisals. And yes. now, you know, when you're talking about a, a gut reno job for a, for a two-value kind of report, sure. I mean, these yeah. things are going to have, you know, you're going to see a five or a six. Yeah, right? if, you're buying, if you're buying a fixture of the property, you're going to want to yeah, know what yeah. the lending company needs to know what the value of it is now and then what it's projected to be once once everything's done. But anyways, yeah, so you're going to clean up your house. Get get the food that's stuck off the cabinets, you know, if it's happened, you know, you've got kids and stuff, you know. You, you don't have to shine everything. You don't have to go all you know, out. Give a little wake up. That's pick it up, clean up. Think of it. I, th- I think that rolls in the next thing where, where I think you kind of want to stage your home, but you're not staging it like you want to sell it, but declutter your home. Um, exactly. So the, the appraiser can see the walls. The appraiser can see the floors. The appraiser can get in and out of rooms easily into open closets. Um, and if it's, you know, if it's FHA, like that's a big piece. Like, 
These guys everything. need to have access to the attic, crawl spaces, everything. And I know, like, a lot of houses get that stuff out of the way. I know, at least in my area, a lot of the homes that were built, you know, in the 90s, 2000 range, which is a large majority of the houses, a lot of the access to the attic is, is a scuttle in the closet. And a lot of right. times it's like a scuttle in the closet in the master bedroom. So yeah. you, you have to make sure that your closet is cleared out enough to where the appraiser can get up there. And, and if the appraisers typically have a step stool, um, maybe three feet, you know, because not every appraiser is going to be driving a truck around. So I think about all that they will have is, you know, a two to three step step stool with them. So if you know that your ceilings are tall in the closet, be prepared and hopefully you got a ladder. So they can pop their head up there. They don't need to climb up in there, but they need to pop their head in the, in the attic, take a peek around, take a picture in there and make sure there's you know, no leaks or anything, you know, water right. visible. <clears throat> Random raccoon or something yeah. like that. But that is just if you're doing a government loan. So FHA, USDA. Right. Um, great, great point. Uh, but yes, so declutter the home. Declutter. Just, declutter. Just, yeah, as much as possible. Throw some stuff in a closet. Just get it off, off the floor. Not the closet the with the attic. Not the closet where the attic, but no. <laughs> not that, um, not that so you alluded to it earlier. Uh, if it's broken, fix it. You know, yes. like a, a wall plate, simple things like that. Um, light bulbs. You know, that's another point. Like, open the, when you talk about staging a house, open the blinds up. Make oh it look inviting. Throw oh some lights on. I just thought of something. What? I am your typical American borrower right now. I am with all of you. I have a confession to make. I have an appraiser what? who's going to be coming to my house. What, right, right now? No, actually, yeah, he's, he's gonna be, this is gonna be a live, no. Uh, but no, I, I did, I, I actually, we talked about HELOCs. I am going through the process right now. I'm getting a HELOC right now. My exterior needs painting. I need to get a new deck. I need to do some things, some, some deferred maintenance, as we would say. <laughs> deferred maintenance. But um, I just realized something, man. Um, I have two major concerns. So. Uh, this is this is going to paint the picture of what we're talking about. So my house is, I keep my house pretty clean. I'm kind of a neat freak. As you can see behind me, it doesn't look too bad, for what you can see. But um, I last, I think it was last summer, I still had to fix this stuff. Uh, the, the spigot, so what you call it, you know, out back yeah. in the hose. Yeah. It, was, it was leaking pretty bad out the front, and I was just annoyed with it, so I went to replace it. So I got a new one, shut the water off. I try to twist it off, and the pipe breaks on the inside of the because it was on too tight, rusted, you know, so forth. Yeah. So I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So me not being smart and really thinking about the location, I instantly was like, okay, so I go inside my house. I was like, okay, so it's got to be, that's where it is. It's got to be here above this. And so I'm in my downstairs shower and I cut a hole in the ceiling and I look up and there's nothing there. I'm like, oh, no, what did I do? And so I'm like, no, it's got to be over here. It's got to be over here. So I, so I go to the other side of that wall, which is my garage, same thing, cut a hole in the top of the ceiling look up there. I'm like, what am I doing? And then it like clicks in my downstairs bedroom. That's like by that bathroom. I initially cut it in. I was like, there's a window right there. Egress. Like, it's not going to be the ceiling. It's going to be in the wall. Like, what am I thinking? So I go back to the garage and I do find it, cut a hole in the side of the wall in the garage and the drywall. Boom. There it is. So I, I got to fix, you know, um, those snake bites are amazing. I don't know if you've heard any plumbing work. But oh yeah, yeah. I've used those myself. Uh, oh, similar, similar. Incredible. Problem. Snake bites are such a convention, but I got, I got all done, <clears throat> but I have how many, not, holes, how many holes you got left? I, I have not repaired one of those four holes I've cut. <laughs> so, oh my God. so this is going to be a good example though. Um, 
The appraiser is not going to consider that a safety issue. I may get some questions um, on the one above the shower in the basement. So now this is a, I don't know if the owners before me added this on or not. I think maybe it came with the house original, but the ventilation in that bathroom is not top notch. There's the, you know, it's got the fart fan in there, but whenever you shower, I, so the ceiling where that hole is kind of has a yellowish tint to it from all the steam and the, the water vapors not having right. anywhere to go. And so now there's a square hole right in the middle of that. So I may get the question, you know, was there a leak here? Was there something going on here? Why is there a hole there? I'm going to have to explain the whole embarrassing story I just did. And hopefully that suffices without the appraiser saying a home inspector needs to come out to confirm that there is no water leak, no current water leak. Everything's been resolved. You better get that sucker closed up. So yeah, it's it's a cosmetic issue, but for the purposes of an appraisal to protect the lender, they might want to know if there is an actual right. concern for the home, seeing that I got those holes. So that is a pretty solid example. And the other thing I really got to do is uh, some of my, my smoke detectors died. Oh, come on, guy. Um, Nine volt batteries. But no, they're they're old, crappy yellow smoke oh, detectors. Okay. So like, I need to replace the smoke detectors themselves. But have you ever tried doing that? Because then you got to match up the bracket that's already on the ceiling to oh, the yeah, new yeah. one, and you got to know which one to buy. And it's like sometimes they don't <clears> fit on the bracket that's already there. It's the so hard pain. ones. So like, yes, that's a. I mean, that's a nuisance for sure. But the really hard ones are when they're actually all wired together into that in the house. So like, that's, mine, the, that's the way these are. And so oh, I don't know. Yeah. So like so one goes off, another one goes off. They all start break. going off. Yeah, the whole house yeah, lights man. up. Those are the worst. Yeah. And it's like, I, 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 that's why they put this off. But I just, I, I might pop them back up just for the body. No, no, I can't say that on this. Can you can't help. You got to fix it. This is not like how to get around <laughs> the appraisal process. Let's, let's it, move on from it. So think it outside broken, the box. Fix if, it. If, it's, if it's broken, just fix it. Little stuff. Do, do, do um, you see the stuff I'm doing here? See, it's not big stuff, but it's stuff you got to think yeah. about because you do need your smoke detectors. That's the reason I want to bring that up. You need your smoke detectors in the house. Um, if you, not all states requirement require it, but get a get a carbon monoxide detector in your house, regardless if it's required or not by your state. Right. Like it's, I have one in my hallway. You know, right by the bedroom doors. There's a plug, you know, in the hallway. I got one of those plug-in ones that has a battery backup. Boom, done. I mean, it's it's something you should have anyways. You don't want to go to sleep and not wake up because your furnace is leaking or something's going on in the garage and all of a sudden you don't wake up because it covered the monoxide. Right. No, they're they're like 20 bucks. Get one. Get one. All um, right. So uh, and we, we kind of touched on, you know, getting in and out of rooms, right? Easy access to rooms and closets yeah, and stuff. That, that goes with decluttering. Don't have any locked doors. Make sure anybody in the house is aware that an appraiser will be coming and needs to photograph and go into all bedrooms and bathrooms. Yeah, and you rooms. landlords out there and investors. <laughs> yes. You guys have some real problems with not doing I'm a landlord as well. I have a rental property and it's it's tough to coordinate with a tenant. Um, but yeah, they gotta see all the rooms or else they're gonna go back, have to go back out and they're gonna charge a trip fee. 150 bucks right off the gate well, so speaking of uh well speaking of making things easy for the appraiser and getting out of the way we are going to get out of your way for the day um it was a pleasure hopefully we shed some light on some topics that um you hadn't heard of and you got to learn a little bit from us uh charlie yeah absolutely i hope you guys uh liked what we had to offer for today um make sure to go like and follow us on all social media platforms we got it all facebook ig linkedin tiktok and twitter uh like and subscribe for us here on YouTube. 
click that little bell icon so you get the notifications when you can see our beautiful faces again. We're everywhere. Um, always want to give a shout out to Jordan, our Jordan! fantastic, fantastic producer. She has and, to sit here and listen to us ramble. Like, do you realize how much time we actually ramble and then how much this gets condensed down to? I mean, we kill a lot of her day. I guarantee it. <laughs> Jordan's a saint it. for this, an absolute saint. Right on. So this is, uh, we are Value Nation presented by Nationwide AMC. Thank you. Nationwide.